and welcome to Rainbow Notes NYC. Welcome to Rainbow Notes NYC on this spring evening. Finally, it's spring. <laughs> hey, don't make fun of me. I'm Gabriel. And I'm Jules. And today we have a very special guest. As we always do. Oh, That's right, you. as we always do. But he's extra special. Um, uh, Paul Nocera. Thank you very Hi, much Paul. for having Hi, me. Hi, Paul. I'm glad to be here. Thank, Thank you, you for, for being coming. here and for taking the trek. Trains sure. and trains. I know. G train to the seven train to the six train. Holy Boom. crap. See, wow. I told wow. you. Wow. Thank you. We really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. bed is in the house, as they say. Yay. bed We're very Booklet. excited because we've had most of the people from the LGBTQ yes. acronym, but we have not had bi representation here well, today. All right. Then That's here true. I go. So bi plus is in the house. Yes, whoop, whoop. indeed. Whoop, whoop. And that would be uh, bi, pan, right? Potentially intersex and asexual. That was like our, our the whole first topic. The why whole big umbrella is why bi plus is here is right here. Well, because uh, because it's a big big boat that we're in, and the bisexual umbrella, as they call it, or maybe we call it the bisexual boat for the for the purposes, is really about all of these non-monosexual uh, orientations, which are not um, so easily sort of categorized and put into you know, easy definitions. Like a little box that you can check. Not, yes, I mean, if you say that, uh, for instance, a gay person is someone who is a male gendered and uh, appreciates and is attracted to and could have a crush on someone else also of the male gender, that's a very specific thing. Um, when you're talking bisexuals, then you get into areas of like, yeah, but uh, maybe the emotional connection is with uh, a person of a similar gender, and yet the sexual attraction is with someone more so of a different gender. So all of these kinds of complications makes a lot more of a gray area oh, I for, see. for what makes the bi population. And that's why, I don't know if you heard this, but uh, the... UCLA's uh, Center for for Law, what's it called, the Williams Institute. They are out of the law school for UCLA, and they published a census about 10 years ago of the LGBT population. And in that, they analyzed all these re all the research that had been up till that time for LGBT mm -hmm. and determined that more than 50% of the LGBT community is bisexual. Yeah, that's what I found on The Body is Not an Apology. I was doing my research and I saw yes. that 50%, close to 50% of the LGBTQ people are bisexual. So explain to us, what does that mean to be bisexual? It means to have attractions that d don't fit the usual gender binaries, really. Mm -hmm. uh, all the expectations that you have for um, a cis male body is um, sort of in play. It's, it's, it's outside of the usual, like, oh, well, you have this kind of body. So you must have these kinds of attractions. Mm -hmm. First check, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I may have different kinds of attractions, uh, and that might span across different kinds of people in different ways, n regardless of, of gender and, and plumbing or right. all of those other things. And, I mean, this leads to one of the bigger problems. Mm -hmm. I think that this, not that I know, but I read that your community faces this um, big issue of hypersexualization. Yes, it's true. It's true. And and it's hypersexualization is one aspect of it. And that's the aspect where uh, w we're demonized in a lot of ways. 
But then the other side is the erasure that happens as well, sort of the dismissal of bisexuality as even an option. It's like, oh, no, actually, you're not bisexual. You're just on your way to being, being gay or being lesbian. Right. I've, like, I've uh, always heard that, too. Yeah, the layover mm -hmm. on the way to gay town. Yeah. No, mm -hmm. no, for, for real. Are you yeah. kidding me? When I first came out, people would say, oh, you're just confused because I came out as bi. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Or, oh, no, then you're just a lesbian or you haven't found the right man or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then as I grew older, I came to the realization that, well, one, I'm pan. Two. Mm -hmm. Wait, you? Yeah. Oh. What? Did you not know? <laughs> no. Did you not know? We're always finding things out about each other. OK. Wait, wait. So I'm I'm like announcing that we haven't had representation but we have a coming out right now. There well, you go. I've been saying this for years. Now, have I not been paying attention? Maybe not. I don't mm. know, Gabriel. Mm. Gabriel, how do you identify? How do I identify? I don't know. I, I, I used to be just a gay man, but, you know. He's I searching could, his soul. I know, now that I could be so many things. <laughs> so yeah, then, absolutely. Then Actually, you know, you'd be one thing, bisexual, which includes right. pan and, and lots of others. So then, so then that brings into question, and this is the question that I had before, was... There's so many terms now. There's so many things, and how how can we how can we explain it to those that don't really understand what that means? Like, so you say, well, you're pansexual. What does that mean? Or oh, maybe you're just gay or whatever. So it's like, how do we find a simplified way to explain what bisexuality is without fantasizing it, without fetishizing it, without demonizing it? Dun, dun, dun. Mm -hmm. And part of that is uh, the other side of the equation, right? When I say I'm bisexual mm -hmm. to someone, well, how do they receive that? It's, it's you're regardless. a man. What do you mean you're bisexual? Exactly. Right? It, but, but it's also, um, are they able to understand what that means? So, you know, if I'm coming out to my grandmother or an older generation person, I might not say anything else but bisexual. Mm -hmm. But if I'm with a younger crowd that really understands these dynamics of, uh, you know, trans consciousness and the fluidity of gender and the way that gender is really this construct that uh, who's playing that game really? Do we right. want to play the game? Let's play the game today because we're doing it, you know, because <laughs> we're going to a certain thing and we'll not play it tomorrow, mm. and, right? So uh, the younger generation really does have much more access to information about the way that gender plays itself out and they're experimenting with it in ways that when I was younger, because I'm a little bit older, um, you couldn't uh, tell. No, no, you wouldn't. There was no, there was no talk of of uh, trans people in high school. Certainly, there was no, there was no, there, there were no uh, trans people on the big screen on television. Mm -hmm. There was no Laverne right. Cox back in, back in the '60s and '70s when I was growing up. Well, and, uh, and a big issue too that the LGBTQ folks we face is that we're constructed as deceiving. For example, trans people are usually constructed as deceiving. You know, when gay people don't come out and have been living their life in a certain way, um, and then you come out as gay, people think that you're deceiving because mm -hmm. perhaps you have been living not telling people that you're gay, not being open about your mm -hmm. homosexuality, but that's that's on them to assume that you were straight. Um, and, and then bisexual people are, are demonized for, you know, being, like, not truthful to either side. But meanwhile, all they're trying to do is be truthful to themselves. It's right. like, all I want to do is be able to say that I have these attractions mm -hmm. and that I find, you know, my, my interactions with people are going to be positive um, and sometimes erotic and sometimes body affirming. And 
yeah, based on categories that society doesn't really quite understand. Mm -hmm. It's okay. So yeah. I think part of it might be some jealousy too, because you, technically, I mean, in this imagination, the fantasy, well, you get being greedy. You, yeah, well, you yeah. get double. <laughs> you, yeah, you get to double dip. You get like a larger pool, double right? Double pleasure, double the fun. <laughs> but it, it, it's actually not true mm -hmm. in some ways, and this is the reason is because. Uh, bisexual people are so outside of the mainstream in the way that their desires sort of flow that they often are isolated much more than all the other populations of the LGBT, right? So we, we find this thing, there are no bi, bi spaces, but there are gay bars and there are queer spaces and there are different kinds of meeting areas that are identified as LGBT, but, it, but you go there and bisexual people are expected to be monosexual, mm -hmm. right? The, the monosexual is the t is the top dog, and if you could because all right, if you're not going to be straight, at least you're monosexual, and then if you're not monosexual, that takes you down one step, and that goes with monogamous too. I mean, society has an expectation that you're going to be monogamous, that you're going to settle down, mm -hmm. right? But watching the Captain Marvel movie, where there was no love interest, he was a star who was going to be a superpower and she was going to do good, and yet the, the, the other partners that she had were not love interests like every other movie, much less superhero movie, mm -hmm. that there was. So there was a moment in Captain Marvel, for me, that was, ah, here's a person who's not doing the, m her most important person in her life was her best friend that, that reminded her who she was, mm -hmm. right? This, that kind of, um, that was a bisexual movie for me. Oh. Not, hmm. not for everybody, but Gotta it was watch. for me. And it was know. it was because she was breaking these boundaries, and she her her sexuality was not something that was the only thing that she was on the planet for. In right. fact, it was almost the last thing that she was she was on the planet for. No, right? just like me. <laughs> and you're part of an organization that um, precisely does that, gives space for bi people to to hang out and stuff by request. That's Tell right. us about it, please. So uh, the group started in the early '90s, late late '80s with sort of a community meeting in a living room or, or a series of living rooms. They called Were that you there? I was not there at okay. the time, no. <laughs> 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 no, I was doing other things in the city, but um, uh, it turns out that that group got so large that they split into two groups. One was called Bi Perspective, which unfortunately just kind of folded in the last couple of months. It, oh, it, no. It lost its its spirit and, and its following, and mm -hmm. people just, you know, so and they couldn't afford the rent at the center, so they had to, to give it up. Can. But so I started going to buy request, mm -hmm. uh, you know, in the early two thousands, just to make friends and see what the space was like and see wha what was going on. And I I did meet some friends, but the next thing I knew, I was facilitating a group. And then there was a changeover in the leadership, where mm -hmm. you know, one of the elders sort of aged out and he wanted to do other things, and he was moving on. So. Uh, so eventually I took the reins, and I've been doing it for about 10 years now. Oh, fantastic. So it's a discussion group. You know, we have topics. We have guidelines for the discussion. We have topics that we bring, bring up, bisexuality and something. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we're talking about labels. Sometimes we are talking about desire. We're talking about dating. We're talking about being in the workplace and whether to be out and how to come out. And what does it mean to, to say, you know, to say I'm gay in a workplace uh, doesn't have the sexual word mentioned. So it's now less of a problem. But mm -hmm. to say bisexual is like, why are you right. telling me that? Right, because you know, right. I'm, I'm a homosexual. Right, right, right. Maybe we should start saying 
I'm a you homosexual. Know, I'm a homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, think about it, Maybe. right? But you also have groups for couples, for for or, which in the couple one of them is not necessarily a bi. Yeah, person. some sometimes we'll we'll <laughs> get. We started to get. Uh, sort of either married or couple people coming to the group to sort of talk about it, mm-hmm. talk about their own bisexuality and how they're going to live that out in their relationship and how do they ne- negotiate it with their partners. And then after some time, one or two of the partners would show up, and this is my husband. And like, and this is like, my yeah. girlfriend or boyfriend uh-huh. or sexual partner and or perhaps whatever. Polyamorous. Exactly. Sometimes, sometimes they are. Does it, does it bleed into that? Does it bleed into polygamy? Not polygamy, we wouldn't say. We would say polyamory. Polyamory. Polyamory is this uh, Greek term for meaning many loves. Okay. Whereas polygamy is about having many wives. Oh, no, no, never mind. That's a different thing that... And uh, and that's a lot of bleeding, but... Oh, ew, Gabriel, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. There you go. This is a good time to just segue into a song. Yes. And uh, this song is called Ain't Nobody Straight in L.A. by The Miracles. I don't think I ever heard it. So. It's it's pretty good. It, it's all about diversity, sexual diversity. Ain't nobody straight in LA.
Hello and welcome back to Rainbow Notes NYC. Welcome back, everyone. I'm, I'm Jules. Gabriel. Oh, nope. wait, you or what? I? You or me? Which one? Huh? Huh? I'm Gabriel. I'm Jules. Who are you? Uh, Jules? What? Gabriel? What? <laughs> and we're here with Paul Nocera from By Request. Hi, how are you? How Nocera is with a soft C, by the way. Wait, what? Nocera. What? You say it with a soft C. C. Oh, no, no, Unless you're on the other side of the Atlantic, and then you say it with a nocera. Nocera. Noche- are you Italian? My father's family was. Oh. My mother's family was Irish and English. Oh, okay. But they think just to just to throw in the immigration story that my father's family migrated from Spain during the Inquisition. Oh. And they moved to Italy, and they changed their name, and they changed their religion, and they changed their language, and they changed a lot of things. Oh. And they lived until, until they migrated again here to. Old America, <laughs> that's, that's or New America, or Young America. We're all just like integrated with each other. You right. know that. What do you my mean? my family, um, part of my family is actually from Sicily. Oh really? Okay. Yeah, oh. but I identify more with my Colombian roots than anything else. Oh yeah, she does. Oh shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so we're talking here with Paul Nocera about um, bisexuality, bi plus sexuality mm-hmm. and uh because it encompasses much more than than you think yes it does right? if paul was telling us a little bit about it we can go over again why by plus and then why don't we go into um what are some of the most important issues that the by plus community faces today so why by plus uh the short answer is because it's a huge community and that uh, lots of different parts of the community need to be represented and understood. Correct. And that makes it more inclusive. Right? Well, yeah, it doesn't yeah. just make it more inclusive, but it, but it, uh, it has to cover the, the breadth of the fluid sexualities that we have. Mm-hmm. And, and in order for that to happen, you, what, is, what is that community going to look like and what is it going to be like? And then, uh, so, so what are the struggles of the community? One of the struggles of the community is just this point, right? The divide and conquer of labels that somehow bisexuals are so f- fuch, so much different from pansexuals in their understanding of them, their bodies mm-hmm. and their mm-hmm. lovers and that kind of thing. It's really not that much of a difference. And yet th- the idea that pansexuality as a label came up was to be more inclusive and mm-hmm. to say we're not just about a, a, a binary. Right. We're not about a gender binary. But bisexuals who've been in the game for a while, they didn't think it was about a gender binary anyways. Mm-hmm. It's everybody else who was throwing expectations. I see. So, all right. Um, the divide and conquer also happens when you intersect with other kinds of things like race. Right? There are activists in New York who are not he- homo and not hetero. And they don't want to identify as bisexual because it's not the top of the list of the ways in which they're oppressed. Mm-hmm. Mm. They're living their lives as black people in America. You're black first, right? right. And you get oppressed on that first because that's what people see and that's how they treat you. Okay? Yeah. So the, their sexual uh, orientation really take, has to take a back seat to all of their other identity mm-hmm. that right. is constantly being sort of put in place, quote unquote, by society. And that's a really unfortunate in a lot of ways. But um, then when we do talk about that, in their own communities, among people of color, black people are often much more ostracized because um, maybe churches are more 
actively involved in the lives of people, mm-hmm. of people of color. So this becomes a kind of a, uh, a problem in and of itself the within the community, right? It's, it's part of the reason why I, th- I think as I've read uh, that AIDS is so much more, so has a hold in the South of America, mm-hmm. not right. South America, but the South of the United States. Um, and it's really still an epidemic there. Yeah. Whereas in New York City, Okay, we're going to end the AIDS epidemic yeah. by 2020. I was like, well, well, but there's also yeah, there's there's just a lot of they're really lacking resources down there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of those states didn't expand Medicaid and so on and so forth. But I think you're right about the shame piece of it. It's just having those relationships on the DL and mm. you know being shrouded right. in shame. Mm-hmm. AIDS is like, and, and HIV are like and you know totally totally interconnected with shame like you can't prevent hiv if you can't talk about sex and the sex that you're having exactly mm-hmm. exactly and so and and so this hits bisexual populations in greater numbers than in straight populations or in or in uh, monosexual op- uh, relationships really it's and that's problematic because you know if you don't have a place to go and you don't have a community that you're meeting as a part of then you feel very uh, socially isolated. Mm-hmm. When they looked at, for instance, uh, rates of uh, coming out, like gays and lesbians come out to their families at a rate of about 70% or something like this. 77. Um, I'm it's uh, what I found. I'm close. <laughs> very close. Right? Yeah. See, I know my data. Yeah, you do. Right? But bisexual people, it's uh, under 50% mm-hmm. of the time. 28%. Damn, Gabriel, you're on your game today. Yes. Hey. Yeah. So, so what does this say? This says uh-huh. that bisexual people don't f- don't are not comfortable just coming out to their family and friends, mm-hmm. much less, you know, to the world. Um, and that means that they're living in an isolated space. They don't have anybody that they can talk to about their relationships, about their feelings, about their attractions, and how. Um, non-standard quote i'm doing air quotes but nobody can hear me (laughs) (laughs) the non-standard relationships Uh that they have to have because they're already rule breakers right this is the thing about bisexuals we're all rule breakers we've broken one rule right from the beginning Uh yes and that is can my heart be attached to a person that's of a different gender than me right okay so then everything rolls from that it's like now i got to think up new ways to make relationships or Mm -hmm. just how am I going to broach this to my n- potential partner? Mm. Yeah. Right? I would think that but that's a very difficult thing. And you waste, w- one one w- does waste a lot of mental energy going through. What is the date going to look like? What am I going to say if? What is it like? Whereas if you know you're straight and you're hanging with a straight person and, you know, you're going to go in on a date, you already know what the rules of engagement are in a way. Right. You don't because even think about them. Yes, probably. because it's been, it's been shed to you and shown to you mm-hmm. in mass media on movies with your uh, parents and right. your family have shown you all how to have the first relationship and they'll talk to you about it up and down and tell you just how to do it. This this brings me to, to a point that I wanted to ask, you know, like these representations in media now of bisexuals or pansexual people. You get like uh, one of the first that I saw recently is from The 100. I don't know if you've ever seen the show, but the main character is a woman and she's bisexual. She had a relationship with a woman and they had a relationship with a man. And mm-hmm. there's kind of like all of these 
now characters are coming out and these scripts are being written and even on um on netflix she she's got to have it she's also bisexual mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so it's like now you see all these emerging res- representations and as a bisexual how do you how do you feel about these these uh characters coming up oh okay mm-hmm. all right all right snaps for sure no i like that in fact uh spike lee was was said to have redone this whole she's gonna have it mm-hmm. because he missed some points or didn't get them quite right in the movie version right. that came out what was that like 30 30 some odd years ago yeah, something, years like ago. That. something like that ago. I'm, tar- I'm sorry spike <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if i got that wrong um but uh but then we have so it's like uh, this this is happening and we're seeing the bisexual characters this is great to have um we just need to make sure that's on on the right path, right? That it's not doing the stigmatizing or the fetishizing, mm-hmm. um, or the tokenizing. New Fest does the movies in New York City for yes. for LGBT movie mm-hmm. film festival, blah blah blah, uh, and they started to do movies outside of the usual film festival, so they're bringing things out from different uh, storage bins that had never been seen before. And one oh. of them was Dallas Dolls, with um, I forget her name now. But anyway, she she played around with Madonna at one point, Sandra Barnhart. Oh yeah, right? <laughs> oh Sandy. And and it, it was weird because the film owner, the person who owned the film mm-hmm. and was keeping it and archiving it, she got up after the film and said, "I don't really like this film. Now that I've seen it again after mm-hmm. so many years, I really don't like it." And she didn't really speak to why, but the reason was because I think. Sandra Barnhart plays this bisexual character uh-huh. who's the trope of all that kind of thing, like goes and messes up a e- marriage, ecologically, right? a marriage, uh, a course. family, yep. turns a real golf course into a mini golf course and just like turns Does she this kill town. herself at the end? She becomes the mayor and does she kill uh, herself okay. at the end? I don't know because that's always the trope, right? Yeah. Yeah. But you no, you either kill yourself, or this is like Greek tragedy that happens, or, or you're you end dying, up alone. or you end up alone, or crazy. I know that's not the correct term anymore, but I think she goes off in a spaceship at the end. <laughs> I think that's actually what happens. Are you serious? Yeah. You know they think of it. Oh wow! Okay. Mm-hmm. She gets lifted right off of the of the Earth because she is a fantasy. Mm-hmm. Ah, you Unicorn see, Unicorn happening see, there right there. Well, you know, I th- I really think that the future is by like pansexual you think the future is bi yeah i think that if we're going in the right direction which right now it's debatable yeah you know we're going to move into a more accepting thing like you know freud said that we're all born bisexual that we really do have no orientation so yeah and and that's a question because he was using bisexuality (laughs) in a certain way and and trying to describe a certain thing and he was talking about it as a metaphor for the biology of mm-hmm. when you're in the womb, you don't have a gender as- associated, and through that process, you become gendered, mm-hmm. right? And he's like, well, the, the orientation is like the gendering. And so as you grow into something, you have to grow in one direction or the other, so you must become something. But yeah. I, I think Kinsey pretty roundly is sort of like, okay, that's not really the case. Right, <laughs> right. Like, people have attractions to, s- to, m- to men or women in different amounts or in different degrees in a way and some people asexual people say Mm -hmm. for instance or uh or demisexual people Mm -hmm. have uh, what i would call low burners right it's like the passion and the and the desire doesn't burn so hot Mm -hmm. as it does for uh, many other people 
Yeah, you know? that'd be me. That Would could you? be totally me. Are you are you asexual or demisexual? Probably. I right now a no. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so for those for those that do not know what demisexual is, would you like to give a short uh, explanation of what that means? Because I know there's so many like different it, kind of things coming out now to actually explain how we feel yeah, sexually. Yeah, I, I think it it I think it means, although I don't necessarily identify this way. I think it means that you're you really have to have a connection with a person mm-hmm. before any kind of sexual energy uh, is going to get turned Correct. turned up or yeah. turned on. Or it's like, no, I, I have to be emotionally connected. I have to have some kind of intellectual connection with that. Which, to my mind, that's fairly natural, really. Right. Yes. Well, some people just look at someone and want to jump on top of them. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean that's the whole thing with me too in the era that we're living. This reckoning, right? Is right. that people just see something they like, they grab it. That's pretty gross. By the part. Only the guy in the White House. <laughs> Only the guy in the White House. That's right. Good answer. <laughs> yeah. I really like no, that. No, we try and be consensual as much as possible. And yeah. that, you know, one of the guidelines in the discussion group we had to institute kind of is uh, this is a discussion group, not a hookup group. So if you're looking for your partner of your life, maybe learn how to manage the relationships here, and then you go look for them elsewhere. Elsewhere. But, but what about the the meetups that you do? Don't don't doesn't um, by request have meetup groups that we we're do we more we, social? we do a drinks thing. We started a couple of years ago, but I I feel like we are we're not pushing it so hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't say it every time, but really my expectation is that you've come to a discussion group, you see what it's like, and it's much more important for you, you know, as a person, to have a circle of friends than to have a circle of lovers. That is, wow, yeah. I think that's true. Yeah. And um, by saying that, I'm challenging the norm, right? Mm. The norm is that you're going to settle down, you're going to find one person to love at, at, at least kind of at thing. At least, yeah. Right? <laughs> Hopefully. And you c- it's okay if you're serially going from one relationship with the next uh-huh. relation to the next relation, but it's not okay if you're poly in this in this kind of weird mind fra- mindset, mind frame. But uh, no, the social isolation is a social thing. It's mm-hmm. not a sexual thing. Mm-hmm. And that's what will kill you. Social isolation is a killer. Yeah. Right? You're alone. You don't feel like anyone hears you. And if you, he- if you hear even uh, in these subtle ways, bisexuals don't exist, bisexuals don't exist, you know, that's a pathway to saying, well, I guess I w- shouldn't exist. And, and right. suicide rates are above 50% for people who are bisexual, and that's twice the rate that you would have for a lesbian gay. Wow. So any bisexual you meet, there's a 50% chance that they had an ideation that they should kill themselves. Holy crap. Wow. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, these, these kinds of – this is what keeps me in the game, keeping me going back to the group because – uh, at one point, somebody did say, uh, if it wasn't for this group, you know, I really, I don't think I would be here right now. And when I heard that, I was like, oh, sit up straight. Wait, <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> don't say the wrong thing now, right? right. This is, it becomes much more um, urgent, the need for a discussion group. Mm-hmm. And how many are there in a city of millions like New York City? Is like one. One. Boston has quite a few as a very active by resource center. Excellent. There's... Um, I'm not really wearing the right T-shirt, but there's an organization <laughs> called uh, the Bi Organizing Project out of Minneapolis, Minnesota, um, very much connected to University of Minnesota, I guess. And they um, they've been doing an, a conference that now is kind of like a national bi conference mm-hmm. every year for 25, 30 years. Oh wow! So there is there is organizing happening, but it's 
it's scant and it, it comes and it goes and that's that's what I was gonna kind of ask. What is that? What do you wanna? No, go are, ahead. We, are we good? Are we good? Okay. Yeah. Just checking the time, folks. Um, what does that look like to you? Like coming, let's say, like five years down the line, now that you know bisexuality is uh, the, there's a light now kind of thing on on bisexuality. What does that look like five years from now when it comes to the community? When it comes to um, organizing. I know that you have a what is it by note for bisexual revolution what what does that look like to you it's tough to say because ultimately what i want is for sexual orientation not to be a thing mm-hmm. like it, i want not to have to have a protected class of lgbt folks because that that we would either we would shouldn't be getting discriminated against in the first place yeah that if this discrimination went away that would be that would be grand Mm-hmm. That people wouldn't have to uh, have this mental turmoil over just things like, what am I going to say at Thanksgiving dinner when I'm around the table if somebody starts talking about, yeah, those bi people, that's those right, bi demonizing people. those bi people. Who are those bi people? Right. You know, I this uh, this so. I'm sorry. I know you want to say something. No, I was going to go to a song. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's well, real, real quick. It's Tell so us who these bi people need, are. We, need, so a, we in, need some lighting up of the mood, right? Right. This heavy conversation. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's I'm so interesting to me because people people who I remember when I was uh, junior high school, I think, and people would be like, "Oh, I'm bi," and then people would just laugh. Bye. <laughs> no, I'm so serious. Yeah. People would just laugh, and and you know, as you grow older or whatever, you really don't think about these things because it's just, you know, we're kids. Fuck, what the hell do we mm-hmm, know? We don't mm-hmm, know shit. Mm-hmm. But then now, thinking about what you had just said, how people come to these groups and they're like, "Well, if it wasn't for this, I wouldn't be here," and that's like definitely something to think about. Well, and it's so interesting that you know. In someone's fantasy, it could be, oh, you've got a large pool of people, and yet you might feel just that alone because you probably don't fit on either side, and straights reject you because they think you're having gay sex, Mm -hmm. and gays are like, well, I don't want to get into a relationship with somebody who has sex with women, and so on and so forth. So, yeah, I can see where you'd be more alone when people think Mm -hmm. it would be the opposite. Yeah, and the, and the anecdotal information that you get from folks is is oftentimes that they feel more stigmatized in LGBT spaces yeah. than they do in, um, in straight spaces. Mm-hmm. They'd rather go to a sports bar and hang out and be co- with the bros. covertly uh, covertly <laughs> the bros. passing. Yeah, with the bros and the and the sisters because it's just an easier space. That's what they grew up with. That's what they yeah. know. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes, straight people are not as threatened. And it's expected and rewarded, too. There is, no? an, there is an existential threat to, to gay and lesbian narrative, even, by the bisexual narrative. Do you know what I mean by yeah. that? Right? Yeah. So, so if, if I say that I'm bisexual, that means that I've recognized in myself that I have the capacity to love across the gender, the gender sphere mm-hmm. and the people sphere. And that's a challenge to gay people who are like, no, I've settled on one. And I'm I only staying, like one I kind of gender. I picked a side and I'm staying there. I picked there. a side. And, and, yeah. and, and to pick a side is playing a game yeah. where there are sides. Right. And we're saying no. there is no, no. sides. <laughs> yeah. There is no sides. Well, and there's also not really picking. I mean, some of us don't get to choose who we're like, attracted to. It's right. Just, it's right. Kind of a and that's where it's ex- existential is because is, yeah. it a, is it a selection? Are you really picking? And, and no, you're not. And you don't have to feel like put out, put aside because mm-hmm. I have more opportunity. But actually, if 
if you lined up 100 men and 100 women and the 100 men were not you know of a certain type and the 100 women were not of a certain type i would i would choose one side or the other right or none of them of, yeah right. or none of them am i yeah. am i am i just i'm not as sexually attracted to any of these people because Correct. because of some characteristic that they have right yeah i like uh or simply because you don't know them i, I like intelligent people <laughs> yes right. i like intelligent people i like people who are empathic but you know you might also be very sexually charged and it doesn't matter what kind of emotional connection mm. you have it's a so wet hole these kinds of things it's a wet <laughs> hole <laughs> yes or i mean some people think well that way <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. Or well lubricated yes yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know in war times they say even if it's a pig's ear oh my god okay i think okay. it's i think it's a good time to go to that. a song now it's like a spanish thing but <laughs> yeah <laughs> What so start this what? song at, Which one? At, at eight. It's Janelle Monet. Oh, it's yes. called she's Make bisexual. Me Feel. Yeah, and she sings. Apparently, a lot of her songs are about bisexuality. Yeah, beautiful. Started at 18 seconds because there's only noise before that. Please, Jules. Thanks. <laughs> okay. Janelle Monet, Make Me Feel. Is it not making you feel? It's not making me feel anything. What do you mean? Okay. Well. Ah. There we go. Make Baby, don't make me spell it out for you. All of the feelings that I got for you. Can't be explained, but I try for you yeah baby don't make me spell it out for you you keep on asking me the same questions and second guessing all my intentions should know by the way i use my compression that you got the answers to my confessions it's like i'm powerful with a little bit of tender no sexual bender Mess me up, yeah, but no one does it better There's nothing better That's just the way you make me feel That's just the way you make me feel Uh-huh, so good, so good, so fucking real Uh-huh, that's just the way you make me feel that's just the way you make me feel. You know I love it, so please don't stop it. You got me right here in your jean pocket. Laying your body on a shag carpet. Oh, you know I love it, so please don't stop it. It's like I'm powerful with a little bit of tender. And emotional, sexual bender. Mess me up, yeah, but no one does it.
Welcome back to Rainbow Notes NYC. Welcome back to Rainbow Notes. I'm Jules. And I'm Gabriel. And we're here with Paul Nacera from Bi Request. Hi, everybody. Representing the Bi Plus um, community. Mm-hmm. Although we came to find out today that here our own, our very own Jules. Hi. Is. is go ahead. I don't know. What, what are you? What am I? Uh, a unicorn. Uh, I'm pansexual. Mm. Pan in the sheets. Pan in the sheets. Buy in the streets. <laughs> well, I That's like that. I like, <laughs> I like that a lot. That's, that goes back to the fact that most people will understand what buy is, mm. and we don't have to necessarily have the co conversation. So, Ugh. what am I on buy? Yeah. But then, what am I really? Okay, let me tell you all about the yeah. different ways I get turned on mm. or I get turned off. Do tell us. Do tell us. Do tell us. That'd be a good segue. To because this. you are very sex positive, yes. right? Do I you, try to be. You identify yes. as mm-hmm. sex positive, yep. mm-hmm. and um, I don't body positive. I don't like a watch, and I don't like uh, socks. When I'm playing, you don't oh, because you're a, a nudist, and you don't wear socks. Yeah, well, if I'm gonna, if I, you okay. know, is that know a fisting that? joke? <laughs> <laughs> hey, he, and I it took know. you long enough to bring the fisting back, Gabriel. <laughs> I know. That's a good question. <laughs> you know, I talked to a prospect uh, um, guest. Guest, yeah, and he was saying, "Oh, you know, I listened to that that show, you know, with Corey." I was like, "Corey Tut, yeah." And he's like. I was like, which one? Because he's been twice on the show in different Mm -hmm. seasons. And he said, the one about fisting. And I was like, (laughs) that could be almost any show. But I'm guessing it's the one that Corey initiated. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but so is that why you don't wear a watch? No, no. Because you're a nudist. I I am a nudist. I do identify that way. And uh, there's definitely some kind of overlap between... Sort of being bisexual and and being a nudist, I guess. Oh my god, I, I, I thought of not wearing a watch. <laughs> it's, it's weird. I, I I used to run also the men's nudist group in New York City, Males au Natural, for oh, five, that five six years, seven years. Yeah. Oh yeah, since nineteen eighty four. It still like exists. Yeah, still around. You should. You and should now there's a, co- there's, a co- there's a couple of more groups that have that have started up. Um, and in case of everyone, anyone is wondering, uh. He is fully dressed right now. He is not <laughs> sitting here in the buck. I promise you. Even though, if you were, I mean, it's a little cold in here, so I'm just saying. It, but it used to be like <laughs> 90 degrees in this. Yes. Before that air conditioner was in, we used to be dying <laughs> here. We coming. were stripping in here. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it would have been a good chance. But a cute little show for the window. Yeah, the there you go. Exactly. That's right, because we're like in a fish tank here. For those of you who have been able to, who have seen the pictures on social media, yeah. No, but I I live as a nudist. You know, when I get home, I will uh, remove the clothing and, and get that out at of the, the way. At the door? Not at the door, but you know, I'll go go to my room, take my clothes off. Okay, now what's next? Got to do the dishes. Got to do this. Do the laundry. And Paul has roommates. Yeah, I have a few, uh, but uh, it's it's totally a consensual thing. It's in the contract and it's in the description of the apartment mm-hmm. that I'm going to be nude. And if that would be a problem for them, then they should let it, me know ahead of time so that we don't have to. You they know. should just not move in. Yeah. And usually whether they snore or not is the bigger issue, not whether I have clothes on. 
Interesting. Because it's at that point, it's not an erotic thing, right? Right. It's just the comfort that I have of my body. Right now, I'm getting itchy, scritchy with, with the back of the thing and the neck piece of the shirt and mm. the tightness of the belt and all these things that are... Uh, Constricting. Yeah, I don't huh. like that, really. So, <coughs> excuse me, I, I just prefer to not have any clothes on. I hear you. Really? Yeah, but I mean, I can't, I can't just, but that's just because I have issues, but. Right, but if everybody had a blindfold. Right. Would you avail yourself, Gabriel, of I'm of sure they would peek. I'd be too concerned. <laughs> <laughs> like, we want to see what he looks like. Nah. Underneath all that black he wears. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really, I actually ask a lot from black. So, you know, <laughs> you know, I'm asking a lot from it. I I like I think subconsciously or even like part time nudist when no one's home. I like to walk around naked. Mm -hmm. Really? I do. I don't know. It's just like, you know, like I'll take a shower and then I'll like throw my towel and just like walk around for a bit and like air dry or whatever and just, you know, get comfy and then Oh, you know, I put on a towel yeah. to leave the bathroom and go get my underwear because the window. But you're when you can Close your blinds, no? Yeah, but if they're not closed, I'll, I'll put on a towel. Oh, I guess. I mean, you really can't see I could rationalize in. that for you from a scientific perspective. Oh. You know, usually if you're showering during the day, uh -huh. it's much brighter outside than it is inside. And anybody who's outside is only going to see a reflection of the sky. They're not going to see Right, they can't even see. There know. you go, Gabriel. That, I know. You should be naked more often. Although I can actually see my neighbors across the street. So. <laughs> Give them a show. Give them a party. <laughs> what are they gonna what are they gonna say? What are you doing? Oh come on. Come yeah. on. And anyway, but your your home sounds fun. It is. It's it's a crowded house, but we're trying to make the rent. And you know, nobody pays more than five hundred bucks in a big city like New York City right that's now. Fabulous. So that's, that's fabulous. Great. Yeah. That's fantastic. <clears throat> Good. You're no slumlord. I, you, I'm just saying it because I used to live in, you know, one of those big artist lofts in uh, Bushwick. And, you know, some of them people are slumlords. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Where they're charging you a ton of money. You're living with 20 people in the apartment and so on and so forth. Right. And I don't own my apartment. I'm just renting it. But I figured the best way for me to do this is to share the space. And I put bunk beds in each one of the rooms and called it a day pretty much oh so is this like a commune it's kind of and it's a sex positive space i mean it, that's part of the mm. thing it's body positive and sex positive if anybody else wants to join me in my nakedness and join me in their nakedness uh, how's, uh, whatever that is yeah yeah shared nakedness, in the, in shared nakedness. non-sexual shared nakedness yeah. I, I used to be uh, a member at a certain gym and they had a towel service and i would snag a few towels every now and again and so I have a supply of those, and we put those on the chairs so that nobody leaves a stripe. If you're going to sit with a bare butt on the chair, you should have <laughs> the proper protocol okay. of butt towels of uh -huh. some sort. So everybody knows where the butt towels are and what they look like, and they can decide to not use them or use them. <laughs> Protect your upholstery. <laughs> yes, exactly. So when, when, when folks come to you, to you to visit or whatever, do you encourage them also to get naked? I don't know. I mean, they know it's a clothing optional space. They can do what okay. they want. I, I let them know that, but I'm not. Come on. You should get naked right now. Okay. <laughs> this is not the naked recruitment committee. <laughs> right, 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 right. This is me enjoying my life and, uh -huh. and doing my thing. And if you want, want to join me, because you know that you're in the right spot to do it, do it. That's and awesome. Rarely ever does, it, does anybody join me. Do you throw parties? 
Uh, not at this place. I used to have a loft in Bushwick myself. Oh, and okay. I used to host couch surfers and all that kind of stuff. Who? Couch surfers. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, is that a new identity? <laughs> no, Gabriel. I didn't understand what he in said. Way, in a way, supporters of international travel in this way are, is a kind of an identity, and there's a whole community about it, and there's a website. Yeah, and I would couch host surfing. These, I would host these parties, and I would only post it on couch surfing because huh. I only wanted people of an international perspective to, huh. to be part of that. Are you an um, internationalist? In a way, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the way we break boundaries, really, is right. to support each other in our international ex- experiences. And we should. I, I think everybody in high school at some point should should be required to go to another country. Absolutely. Yeah, me too. To get a passport yeah. and to see what it's like to go through immigration. Yeah. And to right and to have to cross a boundary. And to get stuck yeah. in immigration for six hours. Yeah. As you're going into another country, so you can experience that and be such an asshole to immigrants. That's right. Well, and also you know it's like this country has the means where it should be the right of everybody, not just required of them, but you know. You should be allowed to go to school for free and you should be um, and this should be included. You know, like I I really appreciated how BMCC, for example, made a big effort to include um, studying abroad in in a community college because community college students, we don't often get that kind of opportunity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, BMCC was that's really good, good Mm -hmm. work with their um, community college study abroad programs, which are in the summer. They're like four weeks long. And they, they're the college that got the most um, Gilman scholarships. Oh, wow. Yeah, continually. They've been getting a lot of Gilman scholarships. So so I want to just bring it back just because okay. we are oh, yeah, almost we, we out of time. Place. And Paul, just very quickly because we haven't right. talked about Reclaim Pride. Yeah, go ahead. Paul is a very, very um, active member of Reclaim Pride. I am. I'm on a... F- few too many committees and (laughs) (laughs) no I sort of joined in August after the last uh, pride celebrations in in June of 2018 and with uh, you know Stonewall coming up as like okay we have we have 50 and we have Mm -hmm. history being made or not being made or what is our stance going to be kind of thing yeah and what does our liberation look like yeah what yeah what does our liberation look like and right now it's it's not looking so good right that's right it's 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 not looking like um corporate capitalism no rainbow capitalism right i can't stand one more float that's just rainbow striped and has nothing to do with equality or the struggles that we as lgbt people right and Mm -hmm. and Gender non-conforming and non-binary, yeah, like this whole this yeah. whole um, plethora of sexual orientation is just something that larger society wants to not have exist at all, and we are trying to push the boundary of that, and we the pushing back ends up being things like Chechnya and Brunei, where you'd be stoned to death or killed. Mm-hmm. Just for just for identifying that you have attractions, kidnapped and tortured. Yeah, because these things are not even based on, you know, allegedly they're on the books because you're having the actual sex. But we all know that's not true. Most of the time, it has something to do with the way you perform your gender. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I want to ask you real quick mm-hmm. before we co- close the show already. Holy I know crap. the show's know, over. Yeah. Way too fast. Oh my god. Way too fast. Um. So during the break, I know we just got into like super deep topic just now, but during the break, you were telling us about this 
event that you go to on the beach. Dubai Bear Beach Day. Yeah. And that's We're not bear forward. like not like, like a teddy bear. bear. No, yeah. like not a teddy bear. bear. That's bear assed. Can I say that? <laughs> yes, yeah. you can. You can. <laughs> when yeah, is it? it? Is. It's usually in July. I think we're looking at July 19th. Um, oh, we're damn. The conversation You're not going to be here? July 12th no. to July 19th. Oh, one God. of those two. Okay. Cause my grandmother's birthday is oh, right, the right, 20th. Right. But 21st. The, the folks uh, who've been running that are based out of Philadelphia, and it's usually held uh, at Sandy Hook in New Jersey. Which mm-hmm. There's a, a Gunnison Beach is part of Sandy Hook, and that's the n- clothing optional section. Okay. So everybody sort of gathers there. And last year, so many people liked it, they said, oh, let's do one in August, too. So, oh, I mean, it's open the whole time, but this is a, a chance for uh, poly, sex positive, bi people from the New York metro and Philadelphia area to really convene mm-hmm. and meet and, you know, cross-pollinate in a way. Hmm. Cross-pollinate. I'll do I like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're cross-pollinating on our politics, not... Uh, oh, okay. I, I thought, ooh, watch out where you get pollen. <laughs> In my burn. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. Well, I'll do extra therapy sessions. You Who should. Knows? Who knows? I mean, I think you should just show up. Maybe I'll K-Rope. just get over my body issues. Yeah. yeah. Show up in a little towel. One of the best ways to get over your body issues is to just take your clothes off. Maybe. Yeah. Seriously. Wise words. No, you just you you imagine what it feels like with your clothes off right now, but once your clothes are off and you're in a community. It becomes a very different experience, mm-hmm. and you almost forget that you don't have clothes on, but you always remember that you're much more comfortable the way you are, like in your own skin and just doing your thing. Yeah. Right? You know what I mean? Like well, being who you are. I'm going to buy my Elvira umbrella, and I'll be there. <laughs> I have I an Elvira towel. Honestly, yes. Th- that is the only way I will see you. I have there. an Elvira yes. towel, yeah. <laughs> Um, any closing remarks? Yeah. Well, I would say if uh, folks are interested in learning more about yes. By Request, they should check us out on the Meetup group. Yes. Uh, meetup.com slash bisexual dash NYC. Uh, that's where you post all of our events, and not just the ones for By, by Request, but for all the ones that are bi-related <laughs> in the area. Shout out to New York Area Bisexual Network that hosts that. Shout out. Oh, right, right. That's the website, right? Yep. That they're, they're, a, they're a kind of an information service. Okay. They're just trying to bring people together, and they're hosting the meetup group, so. Oh, woo-hoo. I think that's where I ended up. them. Okay. That's where you ended up. Yeah. When and you're in your searching. Do you have Twitter? I do. I do, and so does by request. Yep. Okay. Paul Nocera. What do you call it? At, At Paul Nocera. In all those cases. N O C E R. N O C E R A. N O C E R A. There you go. And by request is. By request dash NYC. By request at by request dash NYC. Yep. We're going to follow them. And remember to hug a bye today oh, because yeah. you never know that that may make your day or save your life. So be kind. Be kind to each be other. Be kind people. to the buys. Yes. yes. Uh, assume nothing. Assume nothing. That's, That's right. a good one. We'll yes. Absolutely. Half okay. the problem is when you assume. Yeah, make makes an ass of you and me. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is this is it for us, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh it's, my god. And we're gonna say goodbye to. We're gonna close this show with the master David Bowie. Of course. Oh, yes. And his song John. I'm only dancing. <laughs> Calm down, John. Calm down. Calm down, John. I'm only dancing. Well, said David Bowie. By icon. <laughs> by icon. Yeah. Paul, thank you so much for being here. Paul Nocera, thank you. Thank you, Gabriel. I'm Gabriel. 
And I'm Jules. And we'll see you next week. Well, not see you, but... You know. You know. Oh, yeah.